Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in studio for episode three of season three. And, uh, and Nate, we kind of wanted to give the... The year of 2021, a little review. It's been a long year. I mean, I often think, you know, that month might have flown by or those couple days flew by, those weeks flew by. But, you know, as we compile the the past year in sports, there's a lot that's went down. Yeah. I mean, even just looking at some of the stuff, I had forgotten Euro was even this year. Yeah. Which is something. No, exactly. Well, you think Euro, I mean, Phil Mickelson won a major. Yeah. That seems like longer. Yeah. I don't know why. Seems longer. Khabib too. We had to look that up. Make sure that was actually this year. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's been an incredible year, man. And, and we'll start things off in the NFL. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of dive through all of these sports leagues: the Big Four, the UFC, PGA, the Olympics was this year, and we'll just kind of recap the major events. Uh, you know, a little, a little nostalgia from uh, from the past year in sports, and we'll start off in the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl. At home, they hosted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hosted in Florida, he moves to Florida from uh, from New England, and his first year there, he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was awesome. I remember betting on this, and obviously, I was all over the box. But I remember pulling off. I mean, we I had the early cash out. I think it was like probably in the second quarter. It was yeah. before halftime for sure because they were up by so much. And then I just took a small percentage of the winnings and then just threw it on the Chiefs just in case of a comeback. Okay, a little hedge. Yeah, I was like, ah, whatever. Won enough, so I don't have to worry about it. But, yeah, that was an absolute runaway. What was the score of that game? It was big. Uh, yeah, It was like 30-something to, I think, low team, like 14. Yeah. 35-14 uh, or something along those lines. But the Bucks defense was incredible as well all season long, especially through the playoffs. Uh, so Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. He's now got more Super Bowls than all franchises uh, of all time, I mean, the most is six. I think the Steelers and Patriots have six. So, uh, you know, he just continues to to you know build his his greatest of all time career. And now, you know, into his forty fourth uh, you know aged season, uh, he uh, he breaks the passing uh, completions, passing touchdowns, passing yards. I mean, it's been uh, quite a year for the guy Tom Brady. It's wild. It still blows my mind every time I hear that stat that he has. I remember the first time I heard the stat that he has more championships than any other team in the NFL, and I nearly lost it. Yeah, it's actually insanity. It's it's, it's, it's insane. Incredible. It is, man. It really. I mean, that's you just can't even think about that accomplishment in in other leagues. No, well, imagine like Babe Ruth or something. It's it's like he's got more than the Yankees. Yeah, it's like, well, what's he got, 40? Yeah. You know? And then in hockey, it's like, yeah, Gretzky <clears throat> won 25 cups. Yeah. One more than yeah, the Yeah, exactly. One uh, won every year he played. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a lot more feasible in the NFL, but yeah, definitely. still. Uh, you know, what an incredible year for Tom Brady. And, and uh, you know, I guess secondary to Tom Brady was the Aaron Rodgers saga. You know, Aaron Rodgers was the MVP of the 2021 season. 
Uh, and I mean, the off season brought I think more drama than 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 in this season. Um, you know, most of the off season it looked like Aaron Rodgers was going to move teams and, and he's playing golf uh, in the match and it just you know there was a lot of drama around Aaron Rodgers he's got a new girlfriend and it just seemed like uh, Aaron Rodgers gained uh, you know had a lot of spotlight I guess through the offseason this year Nate. yeah for a lot of negative stuff too there was a lot of things he said that I found so weird well obviously when he wanted to leave yeah right off the bat I was like okay well I mean yeah sure Green Bay probably not the most like, as he said, again, it's yeah. not a vacation town by any means. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we wanted out there. I mean, then we obviously had the vaccination stuff come out. Yep. That yep. was a mess. <laughs> that I was... mean, it's just absolute negativity city coming from that guy. For sure. And and, and it looks like this year, uh, I know it's a, it's a review, a year in review, but, I mean, it looks like he's on pace for potentially another MVP. They're a Super Bowl contender. But uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely grabbed some headlines. And, and I guess in the NFL – um, you know, obviously Tom Brady stole the show, but there was also some negative headlines that came out of the NFL. And I think the biggest one, which is still an ongoing saga, was Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson, one of the great young quarterbacks in the NFL, so promising, uh, you know, was such an electric piece of that offense in Houston. I mean, really, you know, drove the uh, the engine and was the engine, was the driving engine for that team. And, and he hasn't played uh, in 2021, and and uh, you know he was charged with uh, sexual assault by a, a ton of massage therapists, and, and and obviously you know we're in no position to comment on those legal proceedings, but it's been odd because we haven't seen him in the NFL. Yeah, there's also just for negative stuff that comes to mind, we have the Gruden email saga. Well, that was just yeah, you know, great segue. I mean, the the <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders have have certainly felt. Uh, 2021 and, and, and gained a ton of headlines or, or, you know, headlined a ton of press. I mean, yes, like you said, Nate, John Gruden sending emails to, uh, to, to employees and to individuals around the league that were just misogynistic, racist. I mean, you name it. Everything under the sun. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, that was just insane. Um, it was wild. That, that whole, I mean, he, he lost his job and obviously will never work in football again. But Some I mean, of those emails, too, it oh. was like... Something's gonna cross your mind at one point, being like, maybe this isn't okay to send over like a workplace email. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's not like like he's sending these to like the president of like the Washington football team and like other friends he has around the league. It's like, oh my goodness, like calling out refs and the sexuality of players. And um, anyway, it was just it was an unbelievable uh, time, I guess. You know, that was uh, early on in in, in the uh, 2021-2022 season. Um, and then obviously you've got Henry Ruggs, their young all-star receiver. Uh, who was drafted in the first round? Who ended up, um, you know, drinking and driving and and uh, and killing uh, a 23 year old woman? So I mean, the the Raiders had you know one of the toughest 2021 seasons and and, uh, and certainly gained headlines or made headlines. I keep saying gained. I'm not really sure why, but uh, but just yeah. looking at the podcast setup all the time, you just see that word gain gained. all the time. That's right. Yeah. Imagine the PR team for the Raiders. Oh, you man. know what I mean? They were probably like, they probably get done with something, and then all of a sudden it's like, what? You're telling me Henry Ruggs did what? Jim's like, no. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, and also Gruden's going to court tomorrow, so wrap your head around that one. Yeah, yeah. And you we're going to be missing Darren Waller for the next eight weeks. Excuse me? Yeah, it's like, that one I really don't have a whole lot to do with yeah. here at PR, but <laughs> yeah. thanks for adding that on my pile. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but no, the, the NBA or the NFL, I'm sorry, I think, you know, we can crown Tom Brady as as the player of the year out of the, shall we uh, call him the NFL firewagon player of the year uh, it's guarantee uh, <laughs> yeah it's been it's been almost a year Tom Brady um, you know with the Super Bowl and then all of the records now have 
being held by him, and we'll see what the Buccaneers can do come playoff time. Uh, Nate, we'll move into the 2021 NHL season. Obviously, we look back in the Tampa Bay. We're going to be talking about a lot of sports teams here, so I almost said the Buccaneers, but the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, won their second straight uh, Stanley Cup Finals with obviously with that wagon of a team they have with Kucherov and Point and Stamkos and Hedman and Sergachev and Vasilevsky and you got all those depth pieces with Yanni Gord and um, Goudreau. Corn. Goudreau. Oh no, sorry, Goudreau. Goudreau. What so Johnny Goudreau was there? <laughs> <laughs> so he just he Barkley did, Goudreau. Was, uh, uh, mustache. Yeah, Barkley Goudreau was there. Yeah, Blake yeah, Coleman Blake was Coleman, there. Yeah, and they were juiced. Um, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. And I think, you know, we Eric think Chernak. Back, Eric Chernak. Absolute sketch defenseman. We think back to the Tampa Bay Lightning's uh, Stanley Cup run, and I think a lot of it, I mean, there was a lot of skirmish around when Kucherov came back from long-term IR into the playoffs, and and they were over the cap, and that was like that was circulating during the whole run. It's okay, let's take it easy. These guys are an absolute fire wagon. Like, they're going to do fantastically. Yeah. Uh, I think regardless of where they're at, you know, if they take a few pieces out, they're still, a, you know, a great fantastic, they're a, Fantastic team, but but that was certainly a narrative around that championship run was was how they beat the system in terms of the cap. It's those guys could do no right. It's like as soon as they won a game, it's like yeah, well obviously they're gonna win. They're like forty five million over the cap. It's yeah. like well first off they're like ten, yeah, and second off other teams have done this. Like yes. I think back, I believe Chicago in twenty fifteen did it. Okay, because I mean, can you have like you sure it wasn't twenty thirteen. It could have been 2013. Okay. It also could have been 2010. <laughs> <laughs> what a medley of cups, folks. Um, but, yeah, one of those years. I mean, you can't tell me they had Taves, Kane, Seabrook, Keith, Michael Hanzus. Yeah. That might have been the 2013 team. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Married Hosa. Yep. I mean, they were juiced. I don't know what Corey Crawford was making. but uh, He was he was grossly underpaid. I'm not even sure if he was. Okay. We'll have to double check. Anyway, that. we'll run it. Um, no, but, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess secondary to the, to the Bolts winning their, their, their second uh, Stanley Cup in a row – uh, was Montreal. And Montreal, that was the biggest Cinderella run I've seen, I think, in my lifetime. Just before we, we touch over to Montreal, I just yep. want to say, remember when um, Kucherov, they were in the cup parade, and his shirt? No. You don't remember his shirt? No. He was wearing a shirt that said, like, 15 mil over the cap, and he's sitting there with beers and, oh, and with the cup and Legend. Stuff. I know. It's hilarious. Legendary. I'm surprised you didn't see that. No. Oh, all time. But yeah, just so rubbing Mon- it in everybody's faces. But. So Montreal ends up uh, <clears throat> getting past... Toronto in the first round after being down 3-1, and they didn't look back. I mean, uh, they went on a run to the Stanley Cup Finals, and, and really, to this day, not many people can speak to how that was done. Um, you know, it was strong defensive hockey. I mean, Joel Edmondson and Shea Weber and, and Sherratt and Jeff Petrie, they all played fantastically. And Carey Price, I mean, you, you have to believe that Carey Price was played a big role in their run, but uh, but it's been a definitely a different second half to, uh, to 2021 than they experienced in the first. For sure. I find it kind of funny, too, when you're just talking about how good these defensemen were, and then you're like, Sherratt, Edmondson. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. What? Like, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were. That was, I still, like, as you said, I have no idea how that was done. Because this is a team that came in, they if they were in any other spot other than the North, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Like they had three more wins than the Senators, and the Senators are just considered dumpster fire of the year yeah. in uh, in the North. And, I mean, they took a run. I mean, what is it? They came back. I still cannot believe they came back from 3-1 down at the Leafs. It blows my mind. 
Yeah, no, exactly. And then, no, you know, we think back as well to the season. I mean, the All-Canadian Division, I mean, that won't be soon, soon forgotten. I mean, that was uh, that was exciting, I think, for me for like a few weeks. Yeah, maybe and Then a I was month. like, wow, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, my boys in Boston playing against McDavid and you know, playing against the superstars across Canada. But, yeah, the division's realigned, and they didn't leave their division until the uh, until the semifinals. And, and uh, we look back, and, and uh, Toronto's a good example, Nate. You know, how did they lose that series? And this was certainly the route for a team that's experienced the drought they are right now. What a route! What an opportunity it would have been uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs to get to at least uh, you know the, the conference final, let alone the Stanley Cup. I mean, the route I don't think will ever be as easy. That might be the wrong word to use, but as convenient. Uh, I'd say them. easy. Yeah. Okay. Easy. I mean, they had a non-playoff team to play in the first round. Yeah. They went on. They would have gone on to Winnipeg, I believe it would have been. Yep. <clears throat> Which would have been tough, but Montreal swept them. No. Because uh, didn't Winnipeg sweep Edmonton and then Montreal sweep Winnipeg? Is yeah, it, it was either four nothing or four one. Remember Shite? Well, Shifley absolutely. Shifley was done. Because I'm it pretty sure sweep. it was because it was yeah, it was. yeah because he was done for the whole. Th- he had yeah. three games and then they finished off. Wow, ridiculous. Yeah, and then they went on to beat Vegas, which is actually pretty impressive. Oh, my that goodness. was that was actually a good one. Yeah, but I mean, even if the Leafs could have got there, you know, what I mean, they make a run to the conference final, and then like, I mean, theoretically, the Leafs could have beat them as well if Montreal did. I think the biggest thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we'll get into them later on in the podcast, but uh, but I mean, you need to start winning some rounds at least. Like, it's like yeah. how rare is it for a team that has been slumping, slumping to win one round, win two rounds, win three rounds, win four? Like, you know, it, it sometimes yeah. takes a little bit, a few years. I mean, Washington's a great example, and and uh, you know, it's just it takes a little bit of time to learn how to win rounds. Or learn how to learn how to win round, and then learn how to win rounds. Well, that's um, the thing. It's it's almost it's so rare. I can't remember any situation where a team maybe struggles for a few years, and then it's just like, oh, okay, never mind. We figured it out. Yeah, we're going all the way to the ship. Like Washington, they usually won one round. They got to the second round every damn year and lost in Game Seven. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Another storyline Nate that <clears throat> dominated in the NHL was Connor McDavid, and yeah. uh, obviously they played the reduced games. Right, they played. Uh, 56, yep. 56 games, and uh, and it was like, is Ken McDavid get to 100 points? Well, he blew by 100 points. I think he had like 105, 106. Yeah. So that, I mean, he is now, you know, the renowned best player in the NHL. And uh, I think before last season, you know, I don't want to I don't want to speak at a term, but I think that uh, players like um, Nathan McKinnon and maybe still Sid, and, and there was other guys who were kind of in the conversation. But there is just... No doubt, right now that the best player in the NHL is Connor McDavid, and I believe a lot of that is is uh, is, is 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 a testament to how he he played last year in the bubble, or oh. not in the bubble, but in the Canadian division. Yeah, hundred percent, I agree. He's obviously far and away the best player in the league right now. Yep. But the the craziest thing I remember when do you remember when we were talking about it and it was like people, you know, he had a hot start. They're like, oh my god, he's going to get a hundred points. Yeah. I remember saying probably like fifteen times, I was like, there is no shot he gets a hundred points, and then it just like started creeping closer. It was like. Like 40 oh my god, he's gonna get a hundred points! I was like, oh my god, I gotta get call every podcast we've done, Greg. It's, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've never been more wrong. So impressive, man. Well, it's it's funny when you do a sports podcast. I mean, we'll talk about it when we do the MLB breakdown. But I mean, you know, there's just there's these ebbs and flows and these these runs and, and slumps that these teams go on, and you just think that uh, you know the the road is narrowing and there's no chance that they could kind of get it back on track, and then they get it back on track, and then all of a sudden they're you know they're a game away from. Uh, from uh, from making the playoffs or, or from winning a series and and uh, it's crazy yeah the ebbs and flows and we and we're here to you know to to analyze it uh, on the daily basis on the weekly basis so we're making calls we're trying to make cold takes hot takes 
Well, and, think um, of like St. Louis, obviously, a few years ago when they got in the cup, and then yes. you also think to the Chiefs this year. Yes, it was like a long time when got everyone was like, "Oh, they're done. They're roasted." I mean, we we've never really said that. No, no, we were always no. like, "They're gonna come around. Like they're too good." Yeah, we learned from our mistakes. We certainly the, did. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I think too. Like, I mean, you've got to understand. You know, Patrick Mahomes is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Jackson Mahomes' brother. I do apologize. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, they still have a, a plethora of weapons with. Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, I'm not going to name their team, but the, yeah, I mean, they're still a fantastic team. Their defense has been playing a lot better. So, um, no, but Nate, the NHL, I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay wins back to back. It'll be interesting to see if they can go three in a row. I don't think they will. Um, but, uh, but yeah. But who I mean, knows? As we just said, we're like, well, you know, we're trying to figure it out as we go. So, yeah, and we end off the 2020 year dealing with COVID. Uh, I think 70, 75 games have been postponed. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, it's getting a little worrisome there in the NHL. But, uh, but that was a fantastic year. Obviously happy for Tampa Bay. I mean, they were the best team in the league for the last three years. They're still one of the best teams. And, uh, and they certainly dominated the headlines in the NHL. And they, moving into the NBA, the NBA was exciting. I mean, we were, we were all over the Suns for a while. They were going on a historic run. Uh, ended up playing the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA championship. And Giannis got it done. But I remember it was like a 2 it was two nothing Suns in that series, was it yeah. not? And we were like, man, the Suns are a better <clears throat> team. They're deeper. They got Booker firing on all cylinders. DeAndre Ayton's playing well. They got Chris Paul, who's on the Cinderella story. He's been playing incredible. And they ended up getting dummied 4-2. Yeah. I know, and we, you know, that's the crazy thing with the NBA, too, is, like, you see, I obviously can't pull the stats up just off the top of my head, and there's so many series, but when a team gets up 2 nothing, yeah, I, I want to say it's, like, 75% chance they win the series. Yeah. Something like that, like, sure. historically. So, I mean, that's a ridiculous fate for the Bucks to come back. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I think it was special because, you know, a guy like Giannis had, had been going on some runs, and, and uh, I mean... He right now is the best player in the NBA. I don't think there's any question there. Um, you know, and the thing he did it with, you know, you look at teams around the league. You think about the year prior is is LeBron did it with Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is is an incredible superstar in the NBA. Uh, you know, Giannis did. I mean, Drew Holiday, yes, great player, and and Chris Middleton, great player. But I don't consider those guys kind of like top five, top ten guys in, mm. in the NBA. So, you know, he he got it done, and and uh, you know, it was truly incredible. Uh, and they'll be back. They'll be back in the mix this year for sure. I think the coolest thing about that whole situation is just like that he stood pat. You know what I mean? Yes, he gets drafted right. by Milwaukee. Yep. Like, that's not the most ideal city to live in. Yeah, and he was in a contract year. You're right. There was a lot of rumors surrounding I mean, Toronto. Was gonna appeal. Because of the connection with Masai. But that's just that's just Dude, us being in Canadian I, markets. I, am, I know. And I'm so tired of hearing about every single time a guy goes up for the, in the NBA that it's just like, yeah, the Raptors are going to make a push for him. It's like, dude, no one's coming. Yeah. I remember seeing a thing where it was showing all the guys, and then they had they had the nerve to put Kawhi Leonard, like who's going to come back? I was like, dude, he wouldn't come back when he could have. Yeah, yeah. The hell is he going to come back a now? Championship. Yeah, you think he's going to come back now after he's living in L.A.? Yeah, like holy insane. smokes, guys! It's a nice transition. Nate, is is the Toronto Raptors because they they did make a lot of headlines as well. I mean, they kind of they they regressed in a in a in a bad way. Um, you know, they they got the fourth overall pick in the lottery. I ended up drafting Scotty Barnes and obviously the departure of Kyle Lowry, kind of the face of the organization for the last decade or so. So that was that was some wild stuff too when Lowry was getting ready to leave. Yeah, it was I just mean, like 
just it's a new chapter for the Toronto Raptors and you know it's going to be interesting to see if they can kind of recruit um, some high level talent because as we know in the NBA today you need to have some serious talent to go on a run and and right now they're they're caught in no man's land as we always say you know they don't really know if they're coming or going they'll they'll be um, you know I would say a tenth to eighth to you know, seventh to twelfth ranked team in the East and we'll see we'll see what happens they'll probably be in that damn play-in game. The play-ins, yeah. Play-in games. And the play-ins came into uh, into tact into 2021. It's a good point, Nate. So is it the top 12 teams in each division? Uh, I think it's 10. Oh, wait. Well, it's 8. 7 play 10? Se- yeah, it's 7 to seven 10. Yes, that's yeah. right. So okay. 7 10. Which I, I hate it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that as I well. I hate it. Um, you know, it's... Anyway, I, I don't think the players are as well. We'll see how long that sticks. I know LeBron sticks hates it. Yeah, oh, for sure. And he's right. kind of the biggest voice... And uh, in the NBA, and, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can move into the Lakers because obviously, I mean, as long as LeBron's in the league, he's going to demand headlines. And uh, and the Lakers brought in Russell Westbrook, uh, traded away a fleet of players to the Washington Wizards, and, and they still haven't found their groove. Man, they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Well, that's five um, in a row, right? I think like it's like well, they won a game two nights ago. Oh, okay, so okay. It's like one of their last I, seven. I saw the funniest meme ever last night. It was LeBron walking down the tunnel. I think it was after they lost five straight and he's just walking down the tunnel and he's doing this walk and the caption was LeBron doing that everybody about to get traded walk <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's so true he's gonna go in there he's like you're gone yeah. you're gone and you're definitely gone yeah, you know what I mean 100% oh so good um but uh <laughs> but no we're happy for the box and, and we're definitely excited for uh to move into 2022 and and uh, and we'll see what Continues to happen in uh, in the NBA. I guess I mean Brooklyn. We can talk about as well a little bit. I mean the the teaming up of, of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. I mean that's all headlines for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, unfortunately, if we were going to talk about every headline that was dropped uh, in twenty twenty one, we would need about a fifteen hour podcast. We would. Yeah, we would. Be, we haven't got the fuel for that yet. Yeah. We, got, we haven't got enough food around. No, I'm going to need about nine coffees if we're going to do that. <laughs> Uh, Nate, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves win their first World Series since 1995. Alex Anthopoulos, the former GM of the Toronto Blue Jays, assembles an absolute fire wagon. And it was super surprising too, Nate, because remember, I mean, one of the biggest headlines was was Ronald Lacuna Jr. going down for the season with a torn ACL. Doesn't matter. Freddie Freeman and the boys get it done against the Houston Astros, even sweeter, and and uh, and grab the World Series. That was so electric. Such a run. Such a run. And leading up to it, too, just getting ready, I was, like, so excited for the Blue Jays to hopefully make it. But that AL East, too, I want to talk about that a little bit. That was such an electric lead-up to the playoffs. Like, I have never been more fired up to watch baseball, like, every night. Yeah. Just like the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, everybody just fighting for those two Rays, spots. I mean, yeah. the Rays are in I there. Mean, yeah, know, the Rays ran wagon. away with it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that division, man, they had four teams that were right there. For sure. Three no. of them got in. I mean, and there was, what was it, like three weeks before the playoffs, Nate, we were like, there's 0% chance the Jays are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my another one of my big calls. And I, th- I was on board with it, too, man. It just didn't look well. And, you know, I'm done looking at... Uh, at statistics given out by analysts and, and everything because, I mean, they'll put it at like 0.5%. It's like they had a game to get in. I know, How? I know. So you're telling me 999 or 99.5% chance they couldn't have done it and they did it? Like that's just, I don't know who came it up was, with those odds. It was the same with the Cardinals too. The Cardinals yeah. were sitting there and it was like at the end of August, they were like, yeah, they had a 0.6% chance to make it and now they got a 99. It's like, how comes no one's pegging it at like 50 back in August then? I don't know. Like, what are we doing? Like, I understand it, I guess, but, like, 
We look at how can the, you write their chances off that much with that many games left? You know. Well, yeah. Who's doing the math here? And, <clears> and uh, we look at the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays had such an incredible run, but I think it was highlighted. I mean, this was really a coming out season for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, oh, yeah. this was the season where he said, "I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to be in the MVP talks." And uh, it was truly incredible. I mean, did he lead? He, he was. Uh, I think he led the AL in home runs. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe. Yeah, and so almost fifty dingers. I mean, what did just, Marcus Simeon end up with? Like forty five? Yeah, 44, 45 yeah. was right there. So I mean, two guys who had MVP caliber seasons on oh, the Blue yeah. Jays. You had uh, Robbie Ray win the uh, Cy Young. So the Blue Jays had an incredible year, a very promising year. I mean, Bo Bichette right there. I mean, he kind of gets overshadowed by those MVP type seasons that uh, that Vladdy had and and um, and Marcus Simeon. But he had a truly incredible season as well and they've got such Good. a young core and the Blue Jays are going to be exciting for the next you know five to ten years it's going to be awesome to watch I can't wait for the season to start again it's still like a little while ago hopefully that lockout ends too yeah for sure it's and that's not really to talked about too much and I think it will be it'll start to come to the forefront if if, uh, if in March you know when Teams are starting to, to get together for uh, for pitchers and catchers, and, and then uh, and then preseason down in Florida. Uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, but no, I mean even the Red Sox. We'll touch on the Red Sox a little bit. They went on a bit of a, a you know a Cinderella run. A lot of people were saying that their pitching uh, wasn't strong enough, and, and they get past the Yankees and uh, and, and past the Rays as well, and and uh, ended up losing to the Astros. But uh, but a little Cinderella run from the Red Sox falling short. I'm so happy the Astros didn't get it done because oh. their cheating scandal is still being talked about still on the forefront and people are still disappointed. Well, I feel like it's because people haven't had like an unreal opportunity to just absolutely taunt them because yeah. the whole thing, once it came out, then it was like the whole COVID year. So there was no fans. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. I feel like that nobody really got the upper hand on them the last couple, like the last year too. Yeah. It was still a little off. Like I think, I think capacity was at like 50% and then this year they're just going and it's like, you can't, yeah. you can't let them win. No. Oh gosh. No, we're, we're super I mean, they're excited. probably they not cheating anymore, but. No, I, I certainly hope not. Um, but uh, but no, the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. It was refreshing to see a team like the Yankees and Red Sox and Dodgers not win. And uh, and for a market like Atlanta, who's been just, it seems like, been starving uh, for good sports teams. I mean, we, we talked about it in the podcast when they won. I mean, the collapse by the Falcons and uh, the Hawks have just been... Know, terrible. So uh, the Braves got it done, and and uh, and we're super happy for them. And and uh, we'll see what twenty twenty two brings. I think that's one of my goals, Nate, for uh, for twenty twenty two is to really dive in and be a better, more committed MLB fan. Yeah, it's. I find it tough though. I try to dial in there at the end of the year, or not even the end of the year, but for like, like August on. But it's so hard to get a lot of teams to watch. The games yeah. take a while, and I, I get so sidetracked. I'm like, oh, man, Blue Jays, Yankees? It's like I'm all over that. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the NHL, I could sit there and watch, like, Na Nashville, Carolina or something and kind of dial in on that. But I, I'm such a sucker for the big market game where I get to watch, like, Judge go against Guerrero. Yeah, I am as well. But uh, but for me, it, it won't even be, like, I'll consume a lot of MLB games, but it'll be box scores are my biggest thing. Yeah. It's understanding who played well, you know, who had hits, who had RBIs, you know, look at the averages. I mean, you know, just kind of scanning. Like, I don't do a, a, a good enough job at going through the past night and breaking down what happened, who played well, um, you know, who, uh, you know, what was the, who was the best catcher on the slate, who was the best, you know, left fielder on the slate. Uh, and DFS will play a big role into that. But sure. uh, but that is definitely one of my goals for, uh, for 2022. Nate, the Olympics were held in Japan this year. Um, you know, obviously being postponed from 2020 to 2021. And, and, uh, and honestly, man, the Olympics was certainly one of the bright spots uh, during the summer. I mean, that provided a ton of good content, a ton of electricity through the, through the Olympics in Japan. I thought they did a great job. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I find it still crazy to think that the Olympics was played so flawlessly and we just canceled the World Juniors yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it, it's it's I mean, tough to compare. Obviously, there was no outbreak then. Well, and yeah, and this variant right now is uh, spreading is, like wildfire. It is spreading like wildfire. Yeah, it's so contagious, and yeah, it's it's. And I think that uh, a mega event, a mega event like the Olympics, would have been much more prepared, and uh, just had the money and logistics to have everything. Uh, it just seems like there was there was a few mistakes, a few uh, a few holes in in the uh, the processes by the IIHF, but we won't get into that. Um, Damian Warner, I think. Stole the show, at least for Canadian athletes, by winning the decathlon. Uh, the decathlon, if the listeners aren't familiar, it's where they run pretty much every event in track <laughs> and field. Um, you've got to be versatile and you've got to be athletic. I mean, you pole vault, you 100 meter, 200 meter, uh, you shot put, javelin. I mean, you name it, you do it. Triple jump, long jump, and uh, and he ended up coming up victorious. And I think he set a record for the amount of points that he gathered through all 10 events. Truly, a, I mean, that guy is a freak of nature. Well, what was it we were saying on another episode? We were saying <clears throat> in order to do that event, like you've got to, you obviously can't be too unbelievable at one of the things. Yeah. But you've got to be so completely solid at every single one of them. Yeah, we're talking about like the training for that. Like how yeah. like it's like okay, like, you know, your javelin needs a you know some work, so it's like you put a couple weeks into javelin, but it's like, oh your high jump now just kinda like, Yeah, you you, know? you put a lot of a lot of muscle on that right leg. It's yeah. like now your high jump's kinda screwed. It's yeah, like yeah. all right, dial back into that. Yeah, exactly. It's like oh now like your cardio is, is just a little hurt in here for the for the three thousand. You'd have to argue CrossFit would probably be a terrific uh Training. workout regimen for that. Definitely. I mean, a little bit of everything, flipping some tires, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm not overly familiar with the circuit of of, uh, of CrossFit, but I know they're, they're lunatic training. Like, I mean, you get in good shape if you're if you're CrossFitting. Well, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure they just make up stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're flipping chairs, whatever they yeah. get, basically. No, exactly, right? Old yeah. washers and dryers. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like they kind of go, yeah, they go to like old electronic stores or like flea markets and stuff, and then all of a sudden they assemble all this equipment and they're doing just the most ridiculous exercises on them. They're just like, yeah, they go to the flea markets, they're just frisbee and video games from like 1995. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like catching them with their feet. Yeah, exactly. It's odd. It really is. Flaming hoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Someone's watching this little does CrossFit right now. They're like, I'm going to knock these guys out. (laughs) Yeah, I am done. (laughs) Um,. No, I mean nothing against CrossFit. It's no. just you know, it's just they just make a lot out of just out looks of weird, really from the odd outside. objects and stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, CrossFit was not in our year end review. No, it was not, and and I didn't uh, think I'd ever talk about it. No, neither did I on the podcast. No, no. no anyway, here we are. Uh, um, but uh, not not only Damian Warner, but uh, but Andre DeGrasse. Uh, oh, yeah. And he was our best bet, one of our best, best bets of the season uh, to win the 200 meter. Um, you know, he had been running well in the diamond circuit, which I learned about this year. The diamond circuit is yep. where they where they run track and field on a regular basis. Um, and, yeah, and Damian Warner uh, ended up winning uh, the gold medal in, in, uh, in the 200 meter and, and definitely made, uh, you know, headlines across uh, the country. And, and uh, I think the biggest one, Nate, from the Olympics for me was the women's Canadian soccer team. And, and we'll try to get into some other countries. I wasn't really prepared. I mean, this is a very Canadian podcast uh, in terms of uh, nationality talk, yeah. uh, you know, at the global stage. But, uh, but, yeah, the women's world soccer was truly incredible. Oh, it was unbelievable. What was the – who was it um – Oh, you can remember her name. Um, the one everybody hates on the U.S. team the, uh, for the women. Oh, give me a minute here. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, give me a minute here. Um, um, but anyway, I'll continue as you, yeah, if you yeah, can yeah. try to think about it. But yeah, I mean, we had them absolutely kind of upset, you could say. Yep. Um, for the most part. In the semis. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Who do they play in the semis again? The U.S. 
Oh, right, right. Yeah. You the U.S. And for some Sweden in the finals. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I had it mixed up. I thought they played Sweden and then thought it was the, the U.S. Uh, okay, it's Megan. Rapino. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Okay, okay. Yeah. so anyway, yeah, she made some comments about... Yeah. How did those comments go again? It was basically that Canada's absolute dog water, right? Yeah, it's, they're dog water, and, and we shouldn't be losing to them. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, all right, take it easy, how about? Because yeah. you did. Well, you just did, and uh, I mean, yeah, she, you know, you're an emotional. I was definitely upset about it, and I think I maybe took it out of context. Who knows? But uh, but Canada ended up winning the gold, and yep. and uh, and the golf. Golf certainly one of my uh, my favorite uh, sports in the Summer Olympic. Now, I just uh, wanted to touch quick on the the shootout. Oh Remember yeah! The shootout for oh, the yeah. yeah! It was the best for the soccer win. shootout I've ever seen in my life. If you haven't seen the Sweden Canada Women Olympics for 2021, I guess it's considered now. Yeah, that shootout. Holy Roller smokes! Coaster. Go watch, dude! It was Roller unbelievable. Coaster. I remember one point I'm like, "Oh, we're screwed." Yeah, and then the next the next round I'm like, "Oh my god, we're gonna win!" Yeah, and then it's like someone hits the post and the crossbar and it flies in the air and lands on the line or something. It was just absolutely. They've got to make a movie about it. I need to see it again in movie format. I'm actually gonna pull that up. Actually, I am too. Recording, I want to watch it so bad. It was insane, and I completely forgot about it so until now. Um, like I remember they won, obviously, but then I was I started thinking I was like, "Oh my, jumping Jupiter!" Yeah, they. Had the best shootout ever. Oh, insane. But you wanted to talk golf. Let's move into golf. Yeah. So, yeah, the golf was held a four-day tournament. And uh, and I think, you know, one thing that stands out to me, that was certainly the event that I paid the most attention to and, and spent the most time watching. Um, but uh, but were the outfits that some of the countries were uh, were, were making their, their athletes wear. I mean, Australia, you think about Cam Smith and uh, and uh, Mark Leishman, their company was Asics. And, and obviously, Asics doesn't make golf clothes. So they're out there in, like, yellow visors they and, look, like, bike shirts. Dude, it was they, like, they, holy I, I could tell if it was, like, bike shirts or, like, a bad Edmonton outfit. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. So strange, and you could tell the material was just like not that golf material. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, holy smokes, that was funny. No, and and uh, you know the outfits were fantastic, and and, and Xander Shoffley ended up winning, which uh, I'm going to blame myself for not diving deep enough because everyone knows who's a who's a daily intermission follower. I am a sucker for a good narrative. I'm a narrative guy. His grandparents live in Japan. He's one of the top players in the world. He goes and he wins the gold medal. Man, I should have been all over that. Hindsight's twenty twenty, though. It is. Sometimes right. you look at it, you're like, "Well, why would I not have bet on that?" Yep. And then you look at it at the time when you're actually making, trying to make your bets, and you're like, it "Doesn't even come to mind." Sometimes, yeah. even with, and then you start looking at the odds too, and you're like, "Plus twelve hundred." Yeah. Like, what was I doing? No, for sure. Uh, um, it happens. But uh, but no, the Olympics were fantastic again. Uh, Ethan, uh, gosh, what's our what's our speedwalker's name? Oh, Evan Dunphy. Evan Dunphy. Yeah, yeah. Bronze. Evan Dunphy. Bronze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, he's funny to listen to talk about that bronze finish, talking about him absolutely giving her for like the last 5K. Oh, he was too. I remember yeah. I because uh, we wanted to watch it so bad because we were talking about the speed walking. Yeah. And anyway, I had completely forgot when it was. I had a hard time lining up when stuff was being played in the Olympics due to the time change and everything. So yep. like I would look at one site and I would get ready to watch something and then I would throw it on and it wouldn't be on for like another two hours. And I'm like, where did that get lost yep. for this website? But I remember anyway, I ended up trying to get on the Evan Dunphy uh, speed walking marathon, by the way. Yeah. Like this was no like middle school run through the hall stuff. This was an absolute, what, 42K? Yeah, it's, is that right? I, I think it's a marathon, or if not longer, like it might be fifty. It may be fifty. I feel like that kind of rings a bell to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I managed to catch legitimately the last eight minutes, and it's just like the commentary was F one style. 
Like, no. here comes Duffy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even getting Here corner. comes Duffy. Look at those hips. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, those things are going a mile a day. Just you can put nine out. hula hoops around this man yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not one will drop. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, the medic's out there. He just put his hip back in place. Yeah. He's buzzing, throwing water in his face, throwing it down his pants, man. He was on an absolute blood tear. I love it. And he took the bronze in speed walking, <laughs> which is just hilarious. And shout still. out to Evan. I mean, he's oh. been a guest the athlete feature. He's been oh. fantastic. He's he's an awesome athlete, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it to him. You know, speed walking looks funny. Oh. But try doing that. Giving her. Giving her? It's not even giving her. First off, you're going to have hip problems for the remainder of your life after one one race. I got bad hips. Just rust. I need like WD-40 if I'm just going to go for a run. So <laughs> just an like, absolute literal machine, eh? Oh, dude. You need to get the grease bad. on you. Oh, I got bad hips, That's man. one thing I have been blessed with is fairly decent hips. Fairly good hips? Fairly good, good hula hoop hips. guy? I am known. Okay. You can also jump rope like an absolute caterpillar. Okay. So. okay. Does that take good hips? I'm what? pretty good at jumping rope, but... <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's a lot of power down, but probably not now that I think about it. I was just thinking on the spot here. I mean, I also just compared a caterpillar to being good at jumping either. You think they they, they wiggle. Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite so. sure. Um, but, uh, but, hey, I wanted to talk about the PGA Tour season. Yeah. Um, because it was absolutely electric, man. We had fans back uh, back on the golf courses, but uh, but it started off, the year started off with tragic news uh, with Tiger Woods' crash uh, in California um, during the Genesis Open. Um, he was there, um, you know, dealing with another back surgery and, and ended up writing off his car. I mean, that was a scary moment. I remember, you know, just kind of watching the the helicopters around the scene, you know, uh, trying to, you know, gather what had happened. And and, uh, and it almost took a full year uh, for us to see Tiger uh, back on the golf course and, and back in the mix. That was so scary, too. I remember just seeing the news and I remember I got... Like straight, like rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But it, yeah, it had that vibe it to it. And I was like, holy smokes, man! Yeah, like what's going on? You know what I mean? Because you got COVID going on. You got like, yep. I still remember when when Kobe the like, news came out. <sighs> I was like, this isn't real. I didn't think so either. You know what I mean? I didn't it's think like, so this either. This doesn't happen. Like. No, I didn't think so either. I, I remember I I saw it was kind of circulating on on Twitter and on Instagram, and I was like, there's yeah. this is a this is there's just no way. Yeah, it was just so unfathomable that a young, healthy, you know, Mount Rushmore professional athlete uh could pass and you know that's still you know is tragic to this day and and, and rest in peace colby bryant but but no it's it, you know similar you know obviously you know thankfully tiger survived and, and he's back on the golf course but uh but nate there was a few guys that i wanted to bring up right now that kind of dominated uh in my opinion the pga tour this year and one's john rom yep uh another is a guy by the name of patrick cantley brooks yep. kepka bryson DeChambeau during their feud and yes. phil mickelson um you know, incredible season by all those guys and, and for different reasons. But I think we'll start off with Phil. Phil Mickelson, 51 years old. I think he only played one good week on the PGA Tour this week. It ended up being a major. Wins the yeah. Wanamaker Trophy uh, at Kiowa Island. And, and that was that was certainly out of left field. I don't think many people would have saw that. Remember his betting odds for that tournament were just oh, insane. Well, it was, uh, what was it? You would have. If you would have put a dollar down, you would have won a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even so. more. Yeah. It may have been more. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, might have been the old twenty. Yeah, it, was it twenty five hundred? I don't know, but it was outrageous. And then even I remember looking at the next tournament. Like obviously we weren't going to touch it. Yeah. But like his, they were still just sleeping on him. He's still coming in at like eighty to one or something. The next tournament, I remember. Yeah. But also, social media awards for golf is Phil Brooks and DeChambeau, hundred percent. Definitely. Like, yeah. They Maybe were just like on a Max Homa. Yeah, we get, you can always give it to Max Homa. Yeah, I mean, he's honestly, always he's, not, he's overrated on Twitter. Sorry, Max, but 
Yeah, I yeah he kind of is, and it just kind of gets like posted a lot. Yeah, you know, what I mean, you always see him just roasting people's swings. Yeah, oh, which for sure. I mean, I mean, people are asking him to do it. It's like eventually you get bored, you're just gonna do it. But yeah, no doubt. I mean, Phil's tweets were always hilarious. Like, oh, just Phil's all out, time. Someone would say something, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I know it's crazy." Oh, did I did I mention I won again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was hilarious. Did I mention I got the one to make a trophy here? And then uh, the Shambo Kepka thing kind of died off for me fairly quickly. Yeah. It was, like, kind of cool at first because I was like, what is going on? Like, the first thing where DeShambo's just, like, scuffing his feet in the background of his interview, he's like, this guy's such an idiot. I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then it was just absolutely dragged. No, for sure. But uh, but I kind of just, you know, recapping the majors, yeah. I mean, Hideki Matsuyama, just an absolute monumental win for the country of Japan. He finally breaks through with his first major. Uh, then you moved into the Wanamaker Trophy for Phil Mickelson. Then we moved into the U.S. Open where John Rahm went on, like, a month tear where, like, he couldn't be. He was just... He was out of this world good, uh, was the best player on the planet for a long time, and then Colin Morikawa at Royal St. George's on the water of England yeah. uh, won the Open. So those are, I mean, those the four majors are so exciting. I mean, I love betting on them, love. The PGA Tour Nate was electric this year. And then obviously Patrick Cantlay and Bryson DeChambeau at the FedEx Cup. That was electric. Yeah, yeah, it was, for sure. Just when we were, we were talking about Rom, I think, before we stopped off. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about Rom. And just remember when he was, he was on that tear. Yep. And uh, not to completely turn away from what you just brought up, but no, no. Uh, um, I was just saying, remember when he was on that absolute tear, and then what was he like ten under one time, like far and away, sixteen under, remember, sixteen under. I can't yeah. remember what tournament the it was. Memorial, yeah. yeah. And uh, just my my stat book here to the left, just <laughs> it was sixteen under, moron. <laughs> and it was also the memorial. Um, but yeah, and then he just got pulled for COVID. And it was so brutal. I remember just seeing they're like, hey man, like you got to go. And yeah. the weirdest thing about that whole thing was, it's like you know you tested positive. I remember the the marshal. Walking up to him. No mask. No mask. <laughs> just be like, hey, bud, you got to take off. Like, yeah. It's like, well, you're literally from me to the mic away. <laughs> want a kiss? Or? Yeah. It's like, you want it too? You want to get out of here? No. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, but uh, but no, certainly an electric uh, uh, PJ Tour season and ended off uh, in great fashion with Tiger and Charlie playing in the PNC Championship. Uh, but we're ready for a new year. And we're, I, the best thing about the PGA Tour is that once it gets going here in uh, in January, it doesn't stop until uh, until September. So, like, we've got full-on good event after good event uh, for the most part on the PGA Tour. And we'll be gambling on that frequently and uh, and, and providing our best bets uh, on social media. Um, Nate, combat sports, UFC, Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, we've just kind of uh, started to, you know, I think follow it a little bit more closely. Uh, but we'll start things off. I think my highlight for the 2021 UFC season was a guy by the name of Sal, Smiling Sam Alvey, joining the uh, Daily Intermission podcast. Smiling Sam Alvey came in for the pod, got himself a guest, the athlete on the the TikTok. That's right. The guy came in. He, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Even watching his fight, the interview he provided too. If you guys haven't listened to that. <laughs> hilarious stuff absolutely roasted like because we didn't know really what we were getting into you know we were like all right we'll like beat around the bush with him just ask him some questions and he just goes he's like yeah the commentary or not the commentaries ufc referee is an absolute joke yeah the judges are a joke this is brutal they pick who they want i've been screwed over a bunch just came in hot yeah came in so hot that was hilarious, man. It was. Uh, yeah, truly just a just a fun guy to, to talk to. And, and uh, no, but I mean, you know, beyond that, beyond selfishly looking at what happened in the UFC this year, uh, I think the retirement of Khabib, that was certainly the uh, the biggest headline. I mean, he beat Justin Gaethje, and then his father had passed, and he said, I'm done. I mean, this is talk, we're talking about probably the most dominant lightweight fighter we've ever seen. I mean, that guy was an absolute leech of a fighter. What did he go through? Did he hit 30 or is he sitting at 29 and all? Ah, oh, dude. I, 
I'd be the wrong guy to ask, but I mean... I want to say he's 29. Okay. I mean, which is just incredible stuff. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, you think about what an animal of a human being that is. And I think secondary to that was the McGregor and Dustin Poirier trilogy where McGregor's... I mean, this guy is... He he hypes up a fight like no other, man. He's trash-talking. You think he'd be, able to f- he'd be able to fight a SWAT team, you think, with the amount of confidence he's rolling in. And then in the first round, he steps back and snaps his leg in half. Yeah, and then he's laying on the ground saying, your wife's in my DMs. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like... Excuse me, buddy. Like, exactly. you're laying there with your leg snapped. Like, <laughs> get go get a stint put in, bud, and then like, come back to me. Like, is she in the DMs? Like, yeah, I bet. yeah, that was that was insane. Uh, um, Khabib is 29 and 0. Also, I just pulled that up. All right, that any good? I feel like he's coming back for that 30, that even 30. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean, some up and comer guys. I mean, in the uh, in the bantamweight, you got Sean O'Malley. I think he's going to start to make headlines. And uh, Patty the Batty, I forget the guy from England. I mean, he's going to start to circulate and make some rounds. I mean, you got Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion. You got. Um, I'm trying to think of right now Adesanya as well and and Usman. I mean, these guys are all still uh, at the uh, at the forefront of, of headlines in the UFC, and and uh, we're excited to to follow it more closely and and to be able to bet on those fights and have them streamed uh, more frequently in the new year. Yeah. Did you see that thing with the Chael Sonnen the other day? No. Well, he got arrested in like a Vegas hotel. Chael did. Chael, yeah. Okay. He was just getting dragged out of there by oh. some cops, and then it was just like, what was going on there? It's not looking good. Whatever oh, it was, like okay. he obviously got in a fight with somebody, which oh. I'm pretty sure is like illegal. Yeah, I would think. And a so, guy equipped with that much martial arts and and, and the most experience? shocking thing about the entire thing was there was like a video and it was just like, "Where's the girl that got punched in the face?" Oh, so like I'm not gonna speculate that Chael Sonnen punched a woman in the face, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's I mean the video, uh, I mean someone else could have punched her. But anyway, he was going directly to jail. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know what happened. I'll have to pull up the clip after we watch the soccer thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean that sucks for Chael Sonnen. But I think the beyond the UFC and, and other combat sports, I think you know we, you know, we have to kind of give credit where credits to do to to uh, to Jake and Logan Paul, who definitely dominated the boxing world uh, this year. I mean, I don't even know how many times Jake fought. It feels like he fought five times this year. Um, I think he did, didn't he? Well, did he fight Nate Robinson this year? Because he definitely fought Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley twice. Um, yes, and then I'm not sure when he fought Nate Robinson. It feels like it was this year. Uh, and then and then Logan fought Floyd Mayweather. I mean, these guys put on an absolute clinic. In I terms still of- cannot <laughs> believe that Logan. If you would have told me in 2010 when you're looking at like Logan Paul's like YouTube channel, they're yeah. like, "This guy's gonna fight Floyd Mayweather." I'd be like. What? No, he's not. No like, yeah. Who are you? And it's like, yeah, there's going to be a pandemic the last two years. I'm like, Jesus! Oh, man. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's... Uh that was certainly they dominated the uh, the combat uh, sporting world, and, and they will continue to do so. I mean, Jake Paul is now a huge attraction, uh, and I think for the most part, and I'm not sure if you know people will agree with this or not, but I mean, people want to see this guy get knocked out, and uh, yeah. and I mean, there's a ton of conspiracy by saying that these fights are fixed and whatnot, but uh, but we'll see we'll see what happens. Well, the one against Woodley, I don't know, like, dude, the fall down of Woodley, <laughs> it was like. <laughs> That's something I would do, like just <laughs> screwing around, like drinking. You know what I mean? He like, would he do got that punched. to get you to the fight, so he didn't have to fight. Yeah. Just well, so I think get one punch, and I just be like, 
You know, I mean, it was Looney Tunes esque. It was for sure. Like he was just, I don't know, man. It was for sure. It's the weirdest fall I've ever seen. He just wore the mat right on the face. Oh man, did he ever? Uh, but Nate, um, you know, we'll move on into out of combat and, and into soccer, and we'll finish off in soccer. Uh, obviously, not our, our, you know, our, we're not the biggest fans because we've got a lot. Of, you know, we deal with a lot. Uh, over uh, over here in North America with the Big Four and everything going on over here, but I mean there were some, definitely some serious stories. Uh, and I, I you know I you know reflect back to to twenty twenty one. It has to be the Euros. I mean the Euros were were dominant during the summertime for uh, for, for for soccer fans worldwide. Yeah, it, they were. They were unbelievable. I, I had forgotten they were even going to be played. And then I, I remember it was a few months before. I'm like, no way. Like, the Euros, let's go. Because, yep. I mean, you got the World Cup coming up this year as well. Yes. Or next year, I guess I should say. It's the 30th. But, um, and, you know, you mentioned as well that, you know, we're not the biggest soccer guys. But <laughs> if you looked at our best bets, folks, you oh. damn well wouldn't know it. Yes. Greg goes, yeah, you know, the two. I'm like, I can't remember who I went with. I think it was, like, Spain and... And um, anyway, it's compl- it doesn't matter because Greg does his best bets. He's like, yeah, I'm liking England, and I'm really liking what Italy's putting down. <laughs> calls the final. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, like, you know yeah. how insane that is? Like, you don't know, like, how the group stage goes, like, what the matchup's going to be around the whole way. And then who was it? I remember when we were looking at the round of 16, we're like, Holy smokes, we're like, Netherlands got a joke run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm on Netherlands, dude. They're playing like Greece, they're playing like North Korea, and they got somebody else going in there. And yeah. I was like, holy smokes. Anyway, they lost first round. Yeah, they got yeah. 16 or something. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's done. Meanwhile, Greg's teams are over there just beating the wheels off of anybody. I, I couldn't believe that, man. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get lucky. I mean, that was beginner's luck for sure because, you know, in terms of uh, betting and, and just kind of following the Euros, I definitely uh, got got lucky with that. But uh, but England ended up losing in the finals. I mean, I remember that it, it, was in, it was in Wembley. It was in England because I remember the fans were just electric and uh, and that was certainly an exciting time. And I think secondary, uh, and this, this could be completely wrong, but secondary to the DI was uh, was Cristiano Ronaldo turning returning Cristiano Ronaldo returning to uh, Manchester United. Yeah, I actually caught a game um, over the over Christmas. Okay, they played Newcastle. Okay, and holy smokes, man, what a, what a guy! Yeah, he, it's so funny. Every like every time just, he scores, his shirts off. I mean, his shorts are off. Yeah, I mean. uh, yeah, I know. It's like yeah, that can't be allowed. <laughs> no. And then you look at the NFL. It's like they threw the football upward. It's like, Bah! Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? yeah. This guy's right about. This guy's pulling magic mic on the sideline here. And, and I, I, I don't. I haven't watched that much soccer like as of late, and I honestly had forgotten like just the prowess that guy has as a soccer player. Like he is such a big dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just like you're. He's on that team. Like that man. You wasn't playing very good at the start of the game, and um, he's literally out there being like your pat. Like he's just calling everybody out on the pitch. He's just like you're garbage. He's like he's just like that's a brutal pa-. like he just running it. And then the commentator's <laughs> like, "Geez, like it's a bit wild." Like, wow. But he can just and and then they say too like he can do that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just how it is, which is crazy. Wow. He's the most followed person in the world on Instagram. That's insane. Yeah, hundred million. No man, like I think three oh nine. Oh my. I'm gonna pull it up. Three hundred nine million. I'm going to pull it up. What's the daily intermission doing wrong? Uh, well, we haven't got... Uh, We're not great at soccer. We also haven't got rock-hard abs. We don't have rock-hard abs. And we haven't got 383 million Instagram followers. I mean, that's just... It's asinine. That is insanity. 383 million. What's he got for likes on a photo? It's hard to tell because they're closed, but I can oh, tell yeah. you for, for a low cost here is Merry Christmas Post received 105,000 comments. Oh. <laughs> 
Merry Christmas to Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Ridiculous. And, uh, yeah. Imagine someone coming to him with an ad. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, we got, like, it's like, we're thinking a thousand bucks a post. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. spit in your face. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Um, 383. But, uh, but not, man. It's, uh, it certainly was an incredible 2021. I mean, COVID aside, we got a lot of our sporting uh, events in and they were able yeah. to bring fans back. And I mean, I think, you know, we got to, you know, tip our hats to all the organizers, all the fans, everyone that makes, uh, you know, the spectacle of professional sports what it is. We thank them because that's what we do over here at the DI. We follow it closely. We bring the news to you guys and we, uh, we try to bring light to what's going on in the pro- professional sports leagues. Uh, but Nate, we are not done yet. We are going to give out our Fire Wagon Player of the Year or team of the year, and fire and dog water player of the year, team of the year. Yes. And uh, I'll let you get it kick-started. Who was your fire wagon of the year? I'm going the player route, and we talked about it earlier. It's Connor McDavid. Okay. It's Connor McDavid. For sure. Like, there's a lot of things that go on in sports, but to score 100 points in today's NHL with in, like, 50 games yeah. is just outrageous to me. He's the best player in the NHL. I'm starting to think, like, he is so good at hockey that he's better at hockey than, like, I'm not going to say Tom Brady is at football, but he's right up there in that echelon to me. Yeah. He's unbelievable, dude. For sure. And, and I, I mean, mean, he's got no championships for, like, well, Firewagon of the Year, but I'm yeah. thinking just solely on his, like, individual performance. Yeah. I mean, he's Firewagon of the Year for me. And if it's, if it's a team, I'm going the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is he the best hockey. person... We've ever seen play hockey. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's. It's and not, we, we don't have to argue like greatest of all time or whatever. He's, he's not going to touch Gretzky's numbers. Best hockey player we've ever seen play hockey. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I I don't want to hear any crap from anybody either about it. it's like always oh, not that good defensively. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if he's not good defensively. Yeah. And I don't even think he's that bad because he's so damn good with the puck. Like how bad can you be defensively? Yeah. Um. Like I mean, he's undoubtedly he's one of the fastest players ever. He has the most ridiculous hands. His shots outrageous. He's just yeah. He's got to be like he's better than Gretzky. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean I've said this for so many years. I mean, we've progressed in society. I mean, when Gretzky was playing, I mean, let's look at the goaltenders and let's just look at the training regiments for each player. Nowadays, things are a lot different. Professional sports, the games are at the top level that the games have yeah. ever been played, and he's the best at it. So to me, if I look at those. You know those moving parts. The product of that is that he's the best player to ever play. Yeah. Um. And and we can argue and and you know to to no to no end. And and I mean, there's always going to be the argument that the Wayne Gretzky is the best, the greatest of all time. And I won't argue that he's not. But the yeah. best hockey player, the best person to ever play hockey, is Connor McDavid. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, Nate, I like that for the fire wagon of the year. Yeah. Mine. Is a guy by the name of Tom Brady, fire wagon of the year, and and uh, you know you think after all of the accolades, all of the seasons, all of the Super Bowl appearances, all the Super Bowls, all of the MVPs, you think that this guy would say, "All right, let's call it a career. Let's ride off into the sunset." Now at forty four, he's still doing it. They've won the AFC South. Uh, he's got every passing record, every quarterback record you never you never need. He's won his seventh Super Bowl ring. He's been to the Super Bowl ten times. I mean. It's uh, it's truly incredible, man, what this guy's been able to accomplish, and he is my 2021 fire wagon of the year. I, I mean, you can't argue it. I mean, you got the you got the Super Bowl, the show as well. It's a great pick. Yeah, 
Now into the dog waters of the year. The dog water. I mean, we're talking about getting a bowl and putting it right beside the bowl of dog food, and they were just stagnant there for days. Yeah, and uh, this this uh, this team is also uh, it's an animal. Okay, so it kind of fits in with this dog thing. Yep, it's the Detroit Lions. Okay. And, I mean, it's hard to argue that they aren't dog water of the year. <laughs> I mean, they pulled what? They've got one win this year. Yep. I mean, what? What? what how'd they go last year? Did they, what, did they have one last year? Uh, Is that right? Uh, could be right, yep. Could be right. Could I mean, right. Uh, they traded away Matt Stafford uh, in the offseason. Yes. Um, it's brutal. Brutal. I looked at the record last, last night, too, and I had it, and I completely forgot what it was but, but yeah, it, either way i know i mean yeah they've just been them. terrible oh my god and dude. i mean they may not even be just be the they dog. Have two wins yeah who did they beat the other week yeah uh who did they beat the cardinals yeah they beat the cardinals that's right uh last year they were five and eleven okay so but i mean they may be the dog water of the last three decades yeah they're so bad man it's been so bad man i'm just roll back and see the last time they had a winning record here that like, city has been oh. just Plagued with bad professional sports the last few years. Oh, I'm just um, looking through these records year by year. Oh my lord! Yeah, they've been terrible, and I don't mind that at all. Nate. I mean, they may not get the number one overall pick, but they certainly, um, you know, deserve a dog water uh, accolade for for their performance. Dog water uh, of the year. Yeah, I am gonna go. This may make a few listeners upset. I'm not for certain, but my dog water of the year. Is a team that resides in Toronto, the Uh-oh. Toronto Maple Leafs, oh. and the Toronto Maple Leafs had an incredible regular season, like we talked about earlier in the bubble, uh, or in the uh, Canadian, um, or what did we what did we call it, Canadian division, yeah, the and North division. Uh, in the North Division, and and uh, ended up going to the playoffs as a very highly suited team, and lost after being th- up three one to the Montreal Canadiens, and have not won a playoff round since two thousand four, and have not won a Stanley Cup since nineteen sixty seven. So to me, this fan base is starving. This fan base is the biggest in the NHL. This team has paid some players an enormous amount of money, and they still cannot win a round. So to me, it was the same old story, same old song and dance from the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are my dog water of the year. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's crazy to think how just how bad they've been. <laughs> you know, like losing wise and But it's just they get the fan base's hope up so I, much. And it's, it happens, this is like, the year. The ups and downs of the year, too. It's like, you know what I mean? It yep. drops, and they're like, oh, they have no chance. And then they get on this some streak, and they're like, oh, my God, this team's unbelievable. Like, yep. we actually have a shot. And then it's like a little bit of a – but I always said, too, the fan base is tough on them. If they went 81-1, and there'd still be an issue for that one loss oh. during that regular season, you know? For sure. So we'll see what they can do in 2022. Absolutely. See if, see if the Detroit Lions can do something as well. Well, Nate, that's a year in review. That's a wrap. I mean, we talk about it, man. It feels like it flew by, but a lot of things happen in the sports world, and we hope that we highlighted most of the things that you wanted to hear. Um, we'll be back on Monday with a regular episode. I'm sure we'll have a lot to recap. Obviously, you know, the World Juniors being canceled. We've got NHL games being postponed left, right, and center. We've got the NFL just not really giving a shit about COVID anymore. Yeah. And we'll have all the news to break down for you on Monday. But, uh, yeah, Nate. We'll see you on Monday. Yes, we will.